Chapter 20 of The Brighton Boys in the Radio Service. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tom Clifton. The Brighton Boys in the Radio Service by James R. Driscoll. Chapter 20 The Great News. "'Well, sergeants, how are you?' Lieutenant Mackinson greeted them as he and Frank came galloping up and swerved their horses around. "'Corporals, you mean, Lieutenant,' Jerry corrected. "'No, I thought I meant sergeants,' Lieutenant repeated. "'In fact, I'm quite sure I did.' "'What do you mean?' Slim demanded eagerly, for the moment forgetting all about their prisoners of war. "'Just what I said. Sergeant,' said Lieutenant Mackinson, smiling. "'Have we—do you—' Jerry stopped to begin all over again, and the young officer interrupted him. "'I suppose it's a little like telling secrets out of school,' he said, "'but then, after all, it isn't any secret, for the news was out yesterday afternoon. A lot of promotions were announced. Frank's been made a corporal, and you boys, Joe too, advanced to sergeant.' It was fully a minute before either lad could express himself, and the lieutenant and Corporal Hoskins took a full measure of enjoyment out of their apparent happy gratification. Lieutenant, Slim began. Captain, if you please, Mr. Mackinson corrected amiably. You see, I was in that list, too. Slim and Jerry simultaneously brought their horses to a halt while they came to a full military salute. As they approached Major Jones's headquarters with their prisoners, Captain Mackinson turned another way and Corporal Hoskins dropped back. Briefly, and without undue emphasis upon their own hardships or courage or common sense, they gave the details of their activities since they had left, and of the capture of Slim and the subsequent taking of his captors. "'You have done well, exceptionally well,' the Major responded. "'In consequence whereof, it gives me great pleasure to inform you that you have been advanced to the rank of sergeant. With that respect, I might remind you that the next step is to a commission, and that merit and courage will take a man to any command in the United States Army, if this is the only standard of advancement, and there is no other instrument of preferment.' I am happy to know that you young men have started so well. You two, and the friend who was also advanced to sergeant with you, have brilliant futures before you. They were saluting preliminary to departure when the major added, You will report to General Young, division commander, at ten o'clock. A little bewildered by the salutes of those privates who knew of their promotion, even though they did not yet wear upon their sleeves the two stripes indicating their advance to corporals, Jerry and Slim hurried towards the wash spigots, preliminary to an assault upon the mess tent there they met joe who had just come off a duty as the night wireless operator at headquarters they shook hands and then slim demanded to know about that letter from brighton it was from our old friend the telegrapher phil burton said joe and it was written about three weeks ago that's pretty quick delivery said slim what did he have to say well it seems they've had reports there of some of our experiences coming over and mr burton says some of the finest things "'Good old Burton,' mused Jerry. "'He always did credit us with being a lot better and brighter and more capable than we really were.' "'Yes, and we owe him a lot,' added Slim, "'for he was really responsible in the first place for our getting here. "'If it hadn't been for what he taught us about telegraphy, we'd never be sergeants now.' "'That's right,' said Joe. "'Fellas, Mr. Burton's getting along pretty well now. "'He'll be an old man before very long.' I wish we three could do something to really show him our appreciation of what he's been to us. We will, Jerry said. We will. Let's make a promise to each other on that. And with this good resolution made, they started for the mess tent. 
The first fifteen minutes they gave over unstintedly to appeasing healthy and long-deferred appetites, and then Slim suddenly remembered Major Jones's final instructions. "'Wonder what we have to report at General Young's headquarters at ten o'clock for?' he queried. "'I'm nearly dead for sleep myself.' "'So am I,' said Jerry. Both of them caught Joe's averted smile. "'What's it for, do you know?' Jerry demanded. "'Well, fellows, I think I do,' Joe answered. "'But I only learned it over the wireless, and that information gained in a professional way, you know, and therefore is a secret. So don't ask me to tell you. In another hour we'll go over. You know I've been summoned, too.' no ejaculated jerry well that's fine but you'll be going over to learn something that you already know while we'll be getting some real news whatever it is that's right said joe and maybe it will be real news jerry and slim both spent the intervening hour on their cots and when joe came to awaken them he found them snoring most unmusically what do you think he demanded as soon as they were wide enough awake to realize what he was saying that German lieutenant you brought in had papers on that showed the whole plan of the German campaign in this sector for a month ahead. You boys made a great capture. At exactly ten o'clock they presented themselves to General Young's orderly, and a moment later were ushered into the presence of the supreme commander of that section of the American front. Young men, the general began bluntly, without other formalities, you have signally distinguished yourselves for judgment, foresight, and courage from the moment of your enlistment. It might be said, I have before me your records, beginning from the time of your discovery of the spy at work in the waters near the Philadelphia Navy Yard. Congress has just passed a bill, and the President has signed it, providing for the higher military education of certain worthy young men in the Army and Navy, entirely at the expense of the government. Fortunately for the military service, these selections have been entirely removed from the realm of politicians and are left to the commanders of the Army and Navy. At this school, which in many respects is similar to the military academy at West Point and the naval academy at Annapolis, young men will be thoroughly instructed in the specialized branches of military science. I am offering you three young men such appointments. I am doing so solely upon your records and upon my own confidence that you will make good to the country that offers you this opportunity. Will you accept? If somebody had suddenly set off a bomb under the three boys from Brighton, they could hardly have been more surprised. "'I don't know how to thank you,' Joe stammered. "'I'll do my utmost to prove worthy of it,' promised Jerry. "'It shall be my highest ambition,' said Slim. "'Good,' said General Young, raising and shaking each lad by the hand. "'I was confident that you would accept, and here are the appointments, already made out.' He gave each lad a large envelope stamped with the Army seal. "'Transportation has been arranged for you to leave here tonight,' General Young concluded. You will sail from England to the United States day after tomorrow. I wish you every success. I would be very glad to hear from you occasionally and to know of the progress you are making. Goodbye. It would be difficult to describe the ecstasies of delight in which Joe, Jerry, and Slim left the quarters of General Young to impart the knowledge of their great good fortune to Captain Mackinson. That warm friend listened to them until he could not keep his countenance straight any longer. I forgot to tell you, he said, that I am to go back there also as an instructor. Isn't that luck, exclaimed Slim, expressing the sentiment of the other two. That just about makes it perfect. So we leave the boys from Brighton, Joe and Jerry and Slim, 
leave them upon the threshold of their broader careers which merit has won them and bid them carry always with them our very best wishes in their aspirations which we know ever will be onward and upward end of chapter twenty end of the brighton boys and the radio service morse code sound effects in chapter four created by the reader tom clifton and are dedicated to the public domain